Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Healthcare podcast. I wanted to share my thoughts on the recent repeal of Roe vs. Wade. I know this is a difficult and complex and emotional topic for a lot of us, so I'm going to just stick with the facts. First, I want to talk briefly about abortion with my public hat on and how we can actually reduce abortions. Then I want to spend the rest of the time talking about what this means for families like mine who require fertility treatments in order to have children. So let's start with the most direct and intentional impact the repeal of Roe v. Wade means for our country. The fact is, this legislation will affect roughly half the country. Some states will have abortion bans starting at six weeks, or what they call heartbeat, which is actually a misnomer and medically inaccurate. Fetuses do not have working hearts at six weeks. The activity measured on an ultrasound is actually electrical impulses. Scientists can create organoids in a petri dish that have the same electrical pulsing. Other states want to define life and what they call personhood at the moment of fertilization. That is what scares me the most as someone who advocates for better access to fertility treatments. And I'll be discussing why and how this could impact us later in this episode. But let's first talk about the goal here. If the goal of these laws is to truly reduce abortions, then we aren't even pulling the right levers. Evidence shows that restricting access to abortion care, it does not reduce the number of abortions. People who want an abortion will find a way. Criminalizing abortion only prevents safe, doctor-advised procedures. And in fact, unsafe abortion is a leading but preventable cause of maternal deaths and morbidities worldwide. The proportion of unsafe abortions are significantly higher in countries with highly restrictive abortion laws than in countries with less restrictive laws. So again, if the goal is really truly to reduce abortions, we should focus on public health tools that work. So what works? First, I want to talk about comprehensive sex education. And we actually have an entire episode on this, so go listen to it after this. But this is not abstinence-only curriculum that's pushed in some states today that says don't have sex at all. Comprehensive sex ed aims to give students the knowledge, attitudes, skills to make appropriate and healthy choices in their sexual lives without the stigma and shame. It includes teaching safe sex and it includes the use of contraception. Evidence shows that comprehensive sex ed can help teens make better decisions. 
In fact, researchers have found that adolescents who receive comprehensive sex ed are significantly less likely to become pregnant than those who don't. Second, free birth control. I mean, this is an obvious one. One study from Washington University found that providing birth control to women at no cost substantially reduces unplanned pregnancies and cuts abortion rates by 62 to 78% compared to the national rate. And when we say birth control, we don't just mean the pill because people can forget to take the pill. The most effective contraception is what you hear called LARC, or what stands for Long-Acting Reversible Contraception. An IUD, for instance, which lasts 5 to 10 years, is more than 99% effective. Unfortunately, these can cost up to $2,000. Just imagine the impact it would have to make these really easy and free to get. Lastly, Given that sperm is responsible for 100% of unplanned pregnancies, to really reduce abortions, we need to think about how both parties can contribute to reducing pregnancies. Male birth control, for instance, could make an enormous and positive impact on women's health, and people are working on this. Those are a few tactics for helping prevent the unplanned part in unplanned pregnancies that leads to abortion. But what about the unwanted part? It is of no surprise that there are unwanted pregnancies in this country. Let's just look at some of the stats about what life is like for women, mothers, and parents in this country. One out of every six American women have been the victim of an attempted or completed rape. The cost of childbirth in the U.S. is more than the average woman makes in a month. The maternal mortality rate in the U.S. is three times higher than in Canada and 10 times higher than in New Zealand. Yet we are one of the few nations without national paid parental leave we lack affordable and high-quality childcare, leaving the average family to spend 10 to 15% of their annual income on children. And we currently have a formula shortage to which politicians have been a failure to help us solve. If we want families to have more babies, if we want them to want to have more babies, we need to start working on the quality of life for families in the United States. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about what this means for infertility patients. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The recent Supreme Court ruling represents a major blow to the fight for reproductive justice in the United States, and it will create varying reproductive health care restrictions across the country that span far beyond a woman's right to bodily autonomy. Having experienced firsthand the despair that infertility creates for those facing it, I am especially troubled and worried for the implications that this may have on fertility treatments. I would not be a mother today if it weren't for IVF. Infertility is a disease, and IVF was the only medical treatment that could help our family. But there are pro-life groups in the U.S. who are against fertility treatments. Take, for example, the Catholic Church, a religion of which seven of our nine Supreme Court justices were raised or currently practice. The Catholic Church opposes IVF because it removes conception from the marital act. Trust me, getting pregnant through the marital act is way more fun than IVF, and I guarantee that no one would opt for it if they were able to have a child using a substantially easier and ultimately free manner. Over the years, there have been over a hundred personhood bills that have been proposed to give rights, full human legal status, to fertilized eggs. Until now, these personhood bills were clearly unconstitutional under Roe v. Wade. But unfortunately, now that Roe has been overturned, states can give legal status to fertilized eggs. So what does this mean for infertility patients? No one knows exactly how this will play out, But if fertilized eggs are considered full humans under the law, then anything that puts those cells at risk could be a criminal violation for the fertility doctors, for the embryologists, and the families. There are a ton of questions that remain unanswered, especially for the clinics operating in in states that now define life at the moment of fertilization. For example... Here's a question I have. Will families be able to make more than one embryo at a time? If discarding a fertilized egg is a crime, then what do families do with the extra embryos? Do they have to just pay over $1,000 a year to keep them frozen forever? What if it's not even compatible with life? Will the patients be required to transfer it anyways? The goal of IVF 
is to treat infertility and help families who could otherwise not conceive. People turn to IVF for a variety of not fun reasons, including carrying a deadly genetic condition that they don't want to pass on, male factor infertility, if you've previously frozen your eggs due to cancer treatments, or needing an egg and sperm donor. And during IVF, I'm not going to go into too much detail here, but during IVF, eggs are fertilized in a lab and grown under the careful watch of a trained embryologist. And just like in the marital act, attrition does occur at every step. For me, it took 54 fertilized eggs to make one human. Of those 54 fertilized eggs, only 33 naturally made it to day five to be genetically tested. And then after that, only 15 were genetically tested that had the right number of chromosomes. Of those 15, only one of those ended up turning into a live birth. Overturning Roe could make IVF even less accessible for families in the U.S. than it already is. While laws restricting access to medical treatments seem so draconian in nature that they seem almost unbelievable, they actually have been in existence in developed countries not long ago. So my most recent example is Italy. From 2004 to 2009, before it was overturned, Italy required that IVF patients could make at most three embryos, they could not be tested for genetic abnormalities, and all of the embryos created had to be transferred to the uterus simultaneously. Not only did this decrease the efficiency and likelihood of pregnancy, each cycle had 15% lower chance of pregnancy during the ban, but also transferring multiple embryos puts the patient's life at risk. So we're basically looking at this case where for five years, IVF was less effective, more expensive, and put women's life at risk. Sadly, IVF in the United States is already out of reach for so many. In fact, an estimated 18 million women of reproductive age live in locations without access to a fertility clinic. And I worry that the extra legal risk for clinics in certain states will create an even bigger gulf of access, preventing families from being able to obtain life-changing assisted reproductive technologies to treat their medical condition, which is infertility. As I said, I'm a mom today, thanks to IVF, and also thanks to the work of organizations like Resolve that fight tirelessly to protect family building for all. In April, I was honored to join the board of Resolve, and today I announced a matching campaign to help fund this work. For every dollar that you donate to Resolve, I will match. Your tax-deductible donation will go directly to our efforts protecting your right to build a family. With the repeal of Roe vs. Wade, this work is more important than ever. State lawmakers now have an open door to introduce far-reaching legislation that creates barriers for people to access medical procedures like IVF. We will not back down. We will fight every bill, ballot initiative, or regulation that threatens access building for families. You can find the link to donate at heartofhealthcarepodcast.com. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Heart of Healthcare. 
If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. The Heart of Healthcare is a product of Offscript Health. We are a healthcare engagement company built for patients and caregivers by patients and caregivers. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Andrew McDowell. Our senior producer is Brianna Seely. Our intern is Antonella Sterniolo. Our host is Hallie Tecco. It is recorded, mixed, and edited by Brianna Seely. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscriptnot.com. That's media at offscript.com. For more information, visit offscript.com. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.